Welcome to the first episode of The Corecast. I'm your host, Chris Harris, and I am a certified Pilates instructor and personal trainer. I've been teaching and training for the past 17 years, and I'm going to share what I've learned to help you develop your powerhouse, your core muscles, uh, things that I found um, are very helpful. I'm going to pass along to you. In this episode, we're going to answer the question, what is the core? Um, basically, we got to find out what the core is and what it's about. So we're going to be covering the anatomy of the core to better understand the role that it plays in supporting and stabilizing the spine. We're going to discuss the many benefits of having a strong core. We're going to talk about some techniques for engaging the core and some examples of some great exercises that will help develop core stability. So let's get started. What exactly is the core? What do we think of when we think of the, the word core? Um, I looked it up in the Cambridge Dictionary and the definition is uh, defining the core as the muscles that are all around your hips, pelvis, and abdomen that you use in most body movements. Well, that's true in a sense, but there's so much more that uh, the core is. We often think of the core muscles as our six-pack muscles, those ones that you kind of see, the superficial ones. Um, but there's more to it than that. Um, there's 29 pairs of muscles that make up the core. We're going to just review some of those uh, major muscle groups uh, with a little anatomy review to get a better picture about what the muscles of the core are and their function so we have a better understanding how to be able to train and engage them. So we're going to start with um, the rectus abdominis muscles. Those are your six-pack muscles the ones that everybody wants to build and have strong and show off. Um, and they're a, a kind of a pair of long straight muscles that run down the middle of the abdomen. They begin at the pubic bone and end at the sternum from the lower ribs to the front of the pelvis. And they're uh, the muscles that kind of help you to flex as if you're doing a crunch. Um, they can also work with the obliques and the erector spinae during lateral flexion or side bending. So they're superficial for the most part, not that they're not important, but um, they're not active in the spinal stability um, as some of the other core muscles that we're going to discuss. So um, while they are important, um, they're more of the superficial um, nature. So we're going to go on to internal and external obliques, and these are the muscles that are going to attach laterally on the sides of your trunk from the ribs to pelvis. Um, external obliques are the outermost muscles uh, on your side. They run from the lower half of the ribs down to the pelvis, and then your internal obliques sit under the external obliques, and they run diagonally from pelvis to lower ribs, so they kind of go in opposite directions. Um, they provide stability and uh, to the front and sides of the trunk. So it's important when we are working those oblique muscles, again, they, they focus on rotation, uh, they work um, on that stabilization aspect as well. Uh, another set of muscles that's really important is our transverse abdominals. Uh, the transverse abdominus muscles are the internal girdle. They're, they're pretty much the, um, the center, the basis, uh, perhaps the most important muscles in the core. Uh, they wrap around the midsection horizontally. 
Um, and they sit below the internal and external obliques and the rectus abdominis. And they come from the lower ribs down to the pelvis. Um, they are crucial because they protect and stabilize the spine and they help to maintain normal abdominal wall tension and increase the intra-abdominal pressure. So kind of when you're um, supporting those internal organs and the viscera that aids in those uh, forces such as forced expiration, uh, childbirth, urination, defecation, those deep muscles, they work along with your pelvic floor muscles, which we'll get to in just a minute um, as well. Uh, the erector spinae, those are muscles that help to uh, extend the spine. They're formed of three muscles that run vertically through the lumbar, thoracic, and cervical spine. And they, um, on one side, it allows, it works with the obliques and the rectus abdominis to allow for lateral trunk flexion. And it, for example, if you're bending to the right, uh, you would, the right side of the erector spinae would help to create uh, that stability. So. Um, the spinal erectors will straighten and rotate the back and they are necessary to keep um, the core engaged. So a very important um, type of muscles that kind of balance what's going on in the front of the, the core, the rectus abdominis muscles. The erector spinae are the opposing muscles for that. Uh, we're moving on to uh, another important muscle uh, called the multifidus. And it's actually a series of long, narrow muscles on either side of the spinal column that helps stabilize the lower portion or the lumbar spine. Uh, they stabilize the vertebrae as the spine moves. They're triangular shaped. Uh, a lot of times when uh, we have low back issues, that multifidus is part of the, the problem. So uh, sometimes those muscles get overworked or um, they get utilized incorrectly and cause imbalance. Another uh, set of muscles is the quadratus lumborum. They are extensors for the lumbar spine and they stabilize the lumbar area. They act kind of as an accessory muscle to inspiration. So when you're breathing in, they help to laterally flex the vertebral column and maintain the frontal plane stability of the pelvis. So again, another stabilizing uh, group of muscles in the core. Getting into breathing, the diaphragm. The diaphragm is dome-shaped and it's positioned on top of the abdominal cavity. Um, it functions with the abdominal muscles and the pelvic floor to provide that core stability when braced. So when you're taking a nice deep breath in, you're inhaling, those muscles are going to, the diaphragm is going to contract and increase the inter-abdominal pressure. And simultaneously as it contracts, uh, it will contract the pelvic floor and the transverse abdominis. And then getting to the pelvic floor, again, along with that transverse abdominis uh, muscle, we are going to kind of pair these together. They're located between, the pelvic floor muscles are located between the tailbone and the pubic bone uh, within the pelvis. They form kind of a hammock across the pelvic opening and they help provide stability to the spine. Very important. Um, those pelvic floor muscles work along with your transverse abdominis. Um, and they also support bowel and bladder function. They support the uterus and they prevent incontinence of bladder and bowel. Um, so very important muscles, uh, the pelvic floor as well. So these are just a few of the muscles that we're gonna review. There's many more, but the function really, uh, the stability and mobility through the spine and, and keeping um, 
that strength through the core, those muscles are key. Uh, and I just wanted you to understand that it's not just the six pack muscles. It is a lot more than that. Uh, everything kind of works together. Uh, and when everything's working efficiently uh, and we have good movement, that's great. But a lot of times things are imbalanced and that's uh, when we start to experience injuries. So the importance of having a strong core is, again, providing stability for your spine and trunk. Uh, the core strength will allow you for bending and moving of your spine, which we do in our everyday activities. Uh, when we're picking up groceries, we're moving things or moving boxes or lifting or even twisting to reach up to something in the cupboard. Uh, we have to have that strength in our core. Uh, balance and postural support is one of the huge elements. Fall prevention uh, is a really big thing. Uh, having good balance, having a, str a strong core to stabilize will help reduce that risk of fall. Um, and sometimes in sport-specific movements, of course, the core is very important to help generate uh, force and torque. So with that, the core muscles can be divided into two categories. We went over kind of the anatomy of the core and those different muscles that we talked about. Some of them have different functions than others, and I'm going to kind of clarify what um, the categories are and the muscles involved. So stabilizers is one of the categories that involves um, just keeping your inner abdominal pressure and keeping stability and strength. They don't really move or bend the body. They're meant more for that stability function. Uh, the transverse abdominis, the multifidus, the pelvic floor, and the diaphragm are all muscles that are stabilizer muscles. And remember, they are kind of involved in the breathing um, aspect as well. So that's the stabilization from those muscles. They provide that stability. The movers are the muscles that help you to bend, to twist, to sit up, to side bend, to bend backwards, to kind of move in different directions. Um, those are your rectus abdominis muscles, uh, the, your six-pack, your erector spinae. We talked about those being uh, extensors for the spine. The obliques allow you to move into that twisting or lateral bend. Your quadratus laborum is also that muscle along the back that we talked about um, that assists in movement. So to train the muscles of the core, it's really important to know what muscles are doing what. Your stabilizers, your movers, um, we want to be able to effectively engage these, these muscles at the right time. So it in includes breath, working on effective motor control, and learning to use these muscles at the right time. Um, so exercises that we're going to go over in a few minutes will kind of give you an idea of how to effectively coordinate and uh, use those muscles to help strengthen your core. We're going to go over a few aspects of engaging those core muscles. So we oftentimes don't think about really those deeper transverse muscles. I think that in my practice when I'm dealing with clients, um, really trying to find that activation of your lower transverse muscles can be difficult for people. So one of the things I have my clients do is if they're kind of laying down um, just with their knees bent and their feet hip width distance apart, and I have them place their two fingers on each hand, just kind of a quarter inch to the inside of uh, the bony part of the ribs. And then I have them cough. And it sounds weird, but that coughing, you'll feel this kind of banding sensation 
Uh, it is a, just a, a subtle contraction in your lower transverse muscles. And those muscles tend to be deeper and they don't have as many nerve endings uh, as say your rectus abdominis muscles, which are your six packs muscles, the ones that kind of start to burn when you do crunches. Your transverse muscles are different. So um, they are deeper and sometimes it takes that development of a mind-body connection to really get uh, the feel for it. So take some practice. Um, so a couple ways to engage the core muscles. Um, again, it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. So if you're doing a sit-up, the muscles being recruited in the way they fire are gonna be different than doing something where you're involving balance. Um, so they're gonna fire differently. The muscles will feel different depending on whether you're moving your spine or stabilizing it. And varying body position, sitting, standing, lying down. But the main point is for the core to truly be functional and strong, it has to be uh, engaged in any situation in every way, providing that dynamic stability and spinal support for the moving body. So it's really important that we know how to use those muscles, what their functions are, um, going over four ways that you can engage the core, um, starting with a, a concentric contraction of the abs or back. So this is a kind of the most familiar type of muscle contraction. Basically, it's what you're doing when you do a crunch. The muscles, your rectus abdominis, those six-pack muscles, they contract concentrically or they shorten. And what they do is they pull the ribs towards the hips, hips when you lift the shoulders and head as if you know, when you're starting that crunch. Concentric contractions are uh, also used to generate movement and accelerate the body. The second type of contraction is an eccentric contraction. So these contractions are more used to decelerate the force or movement of the body. In other, in other words, to slow it down. They're lengthening contractions that happen in tandem with the concentric contraction of the other side of the joint. So when you're doing a crunch, those muscles are in your rectus abdominis, your six pack, they're doing that uh, concentric contraction and the muscles in your erector spinae in your back are doing the eccentric, so they're lengthening. Uh, a good example of when you're um, using that uh, contraction eccentric is I do this all the time. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm noticing that my shoulders are rounded and I'm slouched and I go to adjust and sit up tall. Your spinal extensors will start to contract concentrically. They're going to lengthen. The abdominals will lengthen eccentrically to balance out what you're doing on the other side. So um, just, it kind of works. They work in tandem with each other. The third and fourth types of of contractions or um, abdominal engagement is bracing and um, hollowing. So I'm gonna kind of talk about each and how they work together. So abdominal bracing is an isometric or a static contraction of the muscles of the abdominal wall. So it doesn't change the position of your spine, ribs, or pelvis. It's used really to protect your spine when you're lifting, lifting weights, moving something heavy. Um, bracing keeps that protection, that stability for the spine. And the hollowing or drawing in of the abdominals, it's where you focus on bringing that belly button to your spine. And that oftentimes kind of goes along with bracing. It's used for stability um, and it's really used with breath when you're doing that dynamic part of exhalation. Think about taking that deep breath and as you exhale, drawing the belly button to your spine, you can feel 
that you're engaging and contracting those muscles. So that's something you can practice um, even if you're sitting and you can do it laying down, just taking that nice deep breath in through your nose, filling your lungs, and then exhaling, feeling that you're drawing that belly button gently to your spine. You'll feel those muscles start to engage. So we've learned kind of a little bit about the engagement of our core muscles. I'm gonna go over some good exercises for um, core stability. These are just exercises to start really practicing how to stabilize and uh, keep that spine neutral because it takes some time to develop that muscle memory, that coordination. And um, I kind of like to start with what I was just talking about, the call it the abdominal draw. You can lay on your back with your knees bent or you can do the sitting. So we, we are taking that deep breath in and just feeling that we're filling the lungs, nice deep breath into the belly. And as you exhale, you're drawing that stomach in. You're imagining bringing that belly button to your spine. So as you're doing that, you can feel, again, those muscles contracting, keeping the spine neutral. That's important, especially when you're laying down. You don't want to arch the back or push the, the low back into the floor. You just want to keep a neutral position. And usually with this one, we hold for five to 10 seconds, relax and repeat. And you can do this, you know, eight to 10 times. Really good to develop that body awareness. It really helps to engage those muscles. And the more that you practice, the more the body can integrate that. One of the, the good exercises that you can do also, kind of building on that first exercise that we did is a bridge. So you're still laying in that position on your back with your knees bent and your feet about hip width distance apart. You're keeping your trunk and your pelvis together as you squeeze your buttocks and lift them off the floor. You're gonna take a nice deep breath in to prepare. And as you exhale, you're gonna lift up and you hold for a count of five. Take a nice deep breath in and exhale and lower down vertebrae by vertebrae. I want you to try to think about control, especially as you're coming down and lifting up that we really wanna take it slow and feel that you're engaging those muscles from the belly button to the pubic bone. You should feel that kind of banding sensation. And this is a great exercise for that uh, transverse abdominus activation. Also spinal articulation, which is just like I said, vertebrae by vertebrae, uh, coming down and just doing uh, one at a time sequentially. It's a very nice exercise to really um, find a, a good stretch a good lengthening through your spine, um, one of my favorites. Another great exercise that you can do uh, building on that is called the dead bug. And this is, a, again, a transverse abdominus activation exercise. You're gonna lie on your back with your knees bent and feet flat on the floor, just like we did before for the bridge. You're gonna tighten your abdominals and keep your back flat as you lift your knees so that your hips and knees are bent at a 90 degree angle. And we're just slowly tapping one toe to the floor at a time and returning. So that's step one, keeping that nice neutral position of the pelvis. We're not arching the back. And then you're gonna increase the difficulty level when you're ready by extending your arms straight up over your shoulders. As you lower one foot to the floor, you're gonna reach the opposite arm back overhead and keep the lower back on the floor as you keep your ribs pulled in and only extend the leg as far as you can keep your back flat. So that's really important that we don't lose that neutral spine position. The next exercise is called the bird dog. 
And the bird dog is kind of the opposite of the dead bug. You're in an all fours position. This one targets your rectus abdominis, the lower abs, and your erector spinae muscles, those muscles in your back. So if you're starting in your hand, on your hands and knees, you're gonna be in a table position, kind of maintaining a neutral spine. And I tell my clients, imagine that you are balancing a book kind of on your lower back. So you wanna keep the hips stable and then reach one arm out in front of you so it's even with your head and torso. Then extend the opposite leg behind you in line with your torso and arm. And just make sure that you keep your hips facing down towards the floor. That's where that book kind of comes in. We don't want to drop the book. We don't want to let it fall. So keeping that levelness through the low back and hips. And you just want to feel those muscles in your abdominal area and back working. And you're holding for about five seconds if you can. And then repeating with the other arm and leg. And that's a great one to do, again, to kind of build that stability and strength in the core. Also working on those muscles in your back. The, one of the better exercises that you can kind of work into after you develop that strength and awareness is the plank. Planks are, are difficult and they can be difficult on the low back. So suggestion is to try doing a modified plank using uh, the wall at first and just seeing how that feels. If you feel comfortable with that and you wanna progress, you can go on to planks on your knees. Basically, you're starting in a push-up position on your hands and toes, or again, lowering to your knees to modify. You're gonna draw your abdomen in towards your spine and keep your buttocks in line with your body. You wanna feel all those abdominal muscles working and engaging. And the goal is to hold for 20 to 60 seconds and kind of build on that, work on you know, getting a little bit more each time. So just remember that it can be modified, again, by doing the wall or knee plank. And things to watch for when you're doing your plank is a lot of times we'll either let our head start to hang or our hips start to drop. So you wanna really keep that nice plank position uh, throughout. That will keep um, the body in a good position and keep the back uh, stable and safe. One of the more advanced positions that you can do is a side plank. So side planks are really great exercises to work the obliques and you're going to start in a position on your side and you can also um, just do this in a modified uh, variation with your bottom knee bent or both knees bent but you're going to be on your side with your elbow on the floor and one foot on top of the other or having the knees bent or uh, one knee bent. Your upper body will be propped up. You're gonna reach your top arm to the sky to keep your hand, your hand on the floor for additional balance if needed. So you can always prop that top hand on the floor to kind of give you a little bit of uh, stability if needed. You're gonna lift your hips into the air and straighten your legs so that you're supporting yourself on your forearm and the side of your foot or you're coming up onto the side of the legs. So again, if it's too challenging, keep your knees on the floor and make a straight line from your knee to head. And maintain good alignment uh, through the feet, hips, and elbows, or knees, hips, and elbows. And keep that shoulder over your elbow. Oftentimes, common things that happen is we really start to kind of sink into the shoulder. So you really wanna to try to really lift from that bottom side, feel those obliques working. And goal is to work and hold this position for about 20 to 60 seconds. Again, just working to wherever your body feels comfortable, but such a great exercise to really in, engage those oblique muscles and um, really can 
work through the uh, series of exercises that I've talked about, that's kind of a nice progression uh, to work up to. But one of the things I wanted to just really remind you of is focusing on the core. We really want to work on all of the muscles. Uh, I, I've given you kind of a little bit of a uh, information about how the core works, the muscles that are involved, and they work together. So focusing on only one component of the core, say you're doing your crunches or you're, you're just focusing on just really those superficial six-pack muscles is really going to set you up for really imbalancing the muscles. Uh, if you're just ignoring the other, say your erector spinae, we want to work those muscles that are uh, the oppositional muscles. So we want to work both our spine extensors and our rectus abdominis. Um, and imbalances can just really cause that uh, overuse for the muscles that you're overworking and increase the chance of injury on those muscles that you are not working or ignoring. So always want to really think about working those muscles um, together because that's what they're meant to do. And these exercises that I've given you, those examples, are really great exercises that where everything's working kind of synergistically and uh, involves the entire body and gives you a good body awareness. So just to kind of wrap things up, I wanted to just review that you know the core is so important in everything that we do, um, from standing up, lifting groceries, you know, lifting up your grandkids or just moving something, lifting weights, it all boils down to being able to use your core muscles appropriately. And it's important and vital that you build that strong foundation. So I always call the, the foundation or the powerhouse those core muscles. It's where you're working from. If they are not working, if they're not firing, then we don't have that strength to do our everyday activities um, and just we set ourselves up for injury. So in this episode, we kind of took a deeper look into the core to better understand how important it is for things like balance, decreasing the risk of injury, supporting and stabilizing the spine. We talked about the anatomy of the core and how important it is to fu the function of it is in stabilizing, mobilizing the spine. We covered the different ways to engage the core and what the benefits are to effectively engaging them and using them. And we had a review of some key exercises that you can try to help you build core stability. Uh, the foundation of the movement is generated from your core and just learning how to properly use these muscles is really the key to staying strong and avoiding injury. I appreciate and thank you for listening to my first podcast and I hope you have a better understanding of the core. Join me next week for another exciting episode of the Corecast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to my channel and check out my website, www.core-fit.com, and that's core with a K. I'm on Instagram at core underscore fitness underscore AZ. Thank you for joining me today. I'll see you next time.